the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. We're the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. And we are live, live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I am Gary Bell, and we're inviting you to call in with your questions, your comments, and your concerns. Our toll-free number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 Five three two nine. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone and let us know what's on your mind. Again, that number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. Well, tonight on Contending for the Faith, we come back to our series on neither giving place to the devil from Ephesians four and twenty seven. As you may recognize that in our world today, we are constantly being bombarded by many voices and a multitude of messages. As Christians, do we have the discernment to recognize who's behind these voices that influence our culture today? Which begs the question, how often do we get in trouble by listening to the wrong voices? How often do we get in trouble by listening to the voice of the enemy with his evil suggestions, suggesting the wrong things to us? Tonight, Dr. Buckner will continue discussing the 17 demonic D's that Satan whispers into our thoughts. Which brings us to tonight's question. What are the two D's that cause disunity and division in the church? And how can we overcome these two problems from a biblical perspective? For the answer to this and much, much more, stay tuned for we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that introduction, and thank you so much for um, letting the Lord use you every Saturday when we get together for Contending for the Faith, and we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know you're going to be blessed by our program tonight. Well, Brother Gary, it's good to be back on the saddle. It's been uh couple of weeks and so we're just glad to be mm, back yes it is and we just want everybody to know this is not a recording we are actually in studio so you can grab those phones and you can give us a call amen appreciate that well we've been uh, talking about um, neither give place to the devil in ephesians uh, 4 and 27 and most of the time we give a big place to the devil in our lives in so many different ways in our lives in our uh marriages, with our family, with our churches, with our community, and even with the government. You know, Satan is having his way in all these areas. And so we want to learn some principles on how to not give place to the enemy. And Paul is warning the church to neither give place to the the enemy. And what we've been talking about is... uh, these different 17 D's as it relates to the demonic D's of Satan. And we come to two other D's uh, tonight, and we want to introduce these uh, D's uh, to you. 
uh, 14 and 15, and the first D uh, out of this 14th one is discontentment, discontentment. Now, let me say something about discontentment. Everyone struggles with discontentment, and sometimes you give in to discontentment uh, at one time or another. And a lot of us give uh, into discontentment in our personal lives, uh, with our family, in our marriages, with our children, with our parents, and uh, with the church, our job, community, and especially all of this violence between black community and the police department. And uh, there's so much discontentment that we feel around that and so much uh, uh, frustration and, uh, and righteous anger. And some people allow their anger to get out of control. And we see also that uh, we are discontented with the government, even in terms of the voting situation right now. People are discontented. Some people are so discontented that they don't want to vote at all. And that's not the right answer. You just got to vote for the lesser evil. And the Lord wants us to do that because somebody's going to be in office and you got to make sure you get the lesser evil in the office. That's something very important for you to understand. Now, let me ask you this question. Can you personally recall the last time you were discontented? Can you personally recall the last time you were discontented? And all of us have been this way, and some of us are experiencing it right now. So think about that question. If you don't deal with discontentment from a biblical perspective, it can lead to the 15th D, and that's discord, discord. And now discontentment will always be with us in this life. And I don't care if you are a Christian or not. All of us struggle with discontentment. And this is one of the reasons why the Apostle Paul says, learn in all things to be contented, you know, to be content. And a lot of us become contentious because we are into discontentment. That's why. Now, the real issue isn't about how to avoid discontentment, but the real issue is how do you deal with discontentment from a biblical perspective? Now, I want to share with you things that will happen if you allow discontentment to have its way. This is what will happen. This is what it'll lead to. And you may want to write these points down because this is what it will lead to if you allow discontentment to control your life. And let me kind of bring out these several examples of what discontentment can lead to. Number one, uh, it can lead to bitterness and unforgiveness. Bitterness and unforgiveness. A lot of you out there tonight is struggling with bitterness. You're into being bitter rather than better. And only Jesus can make you better. But the devil will make you bitter. And he will get you into a spirit of unforgiveness. And the Lord wants you to be forgiving because in order to be forgiven, you got to forgive others. Now, so this is the first point that uh, discontentment can lead to bitterness and unforgiveness. And we have so many broken families uh, in relationship to this, broken churches in relationship to this, so much bitterness in the church and unforgiveness in the church and bitterness in the family, bitterness in 
and, and unforgiveness in the family. We have so much tonight and so much today and every day, uh, discontentment and unforgiveness, even in a marriage. People are not being forgiving in a marriage. And that's what the Lord calls us all to do, is to be forgiving. Now, the second thing that discontentment can lead to is discontentment can lead to complaining and gossiping and grumbling. There's a lot of people in the church, they're more into gossip than the gospel. And you see, a lot of people in the church tonight and today and every day and on Sunday, uh, they don't uh, ever commit fornication, some people. And some of them don't commit adultery, but they commit all sorts of sin with their tongue. They are violent with their tongue, and they are unforgiving with their tongue, and they slash people, and they kill people with character assassination with their tongue. You see, you know, and we need to ask the Lord to control our tongue and to let our tongues be uh, saying the things that Jesus would have us to say. And when you get so much of Jesus in you, your tongue is going to be saying the things that Jesus says. The reason why our tongues are out of control and we're always gossiping and complaining and griping and grumbling and, uh, and gossiping is because we don't have enough Jesus in us. We have a lot of the world in us, a lot of the flesh, and a lot of Satan but not enough of Jesus. And Jesus will control everything if you give him an opportunity to do that. Now, the third thing that discontentment can lead to is division and envy and strife. We see this in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and a lot of this stems from carnality. We got people in the church that are always discontented. You can't satisfy them for nothing. They're always complaining. They got the gift of complaint. <laughs> they got the gift of gossip, the gift of grumbling and mumbling and bumbling and stumbling. That's all they do is because of discontentment. It always leads to all of these things of the flesh causing division in the church and envy in the church and strife in the church. And carnality is at the root of it. Immature babes. Do you not know that? We have more babes in the church auditorium than in the nursery. They need to be burped. They need to be uh, have a bottle stuck in their mouth. They need to be rocked all the time uh, because they just controlled by carnality, not by the Spirit of God, because if they were controlled by the Spirit of God, one of the fruit of the Spirit would be self-control. You see, but look at yourself tonight. Look at yourself as you hear this message and think about the stuff that you're doing. Always complaining, always griping, always grumbling and mumbling, and always complaining about the church is not doing this, the church is not doing that. Well, get in there in the church and do something. Do something to make the church better. Some people say, well, there's too many hypocrites in the church. Well, it's less of one in the church with you not being there, <laughs> you know. But the reality is they say, I'm not going to church because there's too many hypocrites in the church. Well, you're one, too. And let me say this. You don't say that about your job, do you? You don't say that about going to a 
baseball, a football game. There's hypocrites all the, all over the place there, but you still go. See? Now, the fourth thing, the fourth thing that uh, uh, discontentment can lead to is it leads to discord, and it leads to people just being divided and discord. And Proverbs 6 talks about one of the seven Six, seven sins that God hates is sowing discord among the brethren, always starting a fight, always mad, always mean, always acting like a pet bull in the church, ready to bite somebody, ready to lock on somebody. We got a lot of spiritual pet bulls in the church. Do you not know that? They're not just not outside the church, they're inside the church, ready to lock on to somebody, to grab somebody and shake them up. We got a lot of spiritual pet bulls in the church. And the fifth thing that discontentment can lead to, it can distract you from what really matters as it relates to God and the important things. You know, we major on the minors, never major in the majors, but on the minors, we're always picking with little things fighting over non-essential issues. And St. Augustine was right when he said, in the essentials, unity, and the non-essentials, liberty, and all things, charity. But we got so many people in the churches now. They're always fighting over peripheral and non-essential issues, fighting over tongues, fighting over the real inspired Bible is the King James. And they are literally a cult because they've made the the King James Bible out of a cult because they believe that that's the only translation you should be reading. And then they fight over the eschatology. They say the right view is the pre-tribulation, the mid-tribulation, the post-tribulation. And it's all tribulation anyway, but they fight and divide over that as well. They just major in the minors. That's what they do. Now, the Apostle Paul, I'll say this in closing, the, the Apostle Paul warns us in the book of Philippians to do everything without complaining. He talks about this in Philippians 4 and 14 through 15, do everything without complaining and arguing so that you may be blameless and pure children of God without fault and crooked and deprived of generation. Oh, how we need to do that. And the Apostle Paul says, in all things, he's learned to be content, whether he has or whether he doesn't have. We need to pray for contentment rather than discontentment. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. All right. Well, it's time for us to take a commercial break, but we'll be right back. Our phone lines are open, and you can give us a call. That number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. That's one triple eight. Three six seven five three two nine. Don't be shy. Pick that phone up and give us a call. We're here tonight. If you need prayer, we're here to pray with you. If you have questions or comments for us tonight, we're here to entertain those questions and comments. Give us a call. That number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 888 
three six seven five three two nine. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. If you have questions or comments for us tonight, if you have questions about doctrine, about the cults, uh, whatever God has laid on your heart, maybe you have a question about tonight's message, or maybe simply you need prayer. We're here to pray with you. Again, that number is one eight eight eight. F-O-R-K-F-A-X. And once again, we want to begin by thanking everyone who has been in deep and diligent prayer for contending for the faith. Without your prayers, we know we couldn't make it. We also want to thank those who have partnered with us over the last two weeks and have, you know, as God has blessed them and led them to to partner with us financially. It's, uh, you know, we are prayer driven, but we're also listener supported. And we just want to thank those over the last two weeks who gave out of their generous hearts for this ministry. Gail, Mary, June, Diane, and Ronald, Jackie, Jim, Kim, Valerie, Bomani, Camila, Richard, Carol, Sandra, C.R., Charles, and Jerry and Nancy. Without your faithful giving, we would not be on the air. It costs us 400 a week to remain on the air, and we know that it is God's will that this ministry continue and that you partner with us through your prayers and that you partner with us through your financial support is is just a blessing to everyone that listens to this broadcast. We always say that one day you'll stand before God and he'll say, look around and you'll see a multitude of people and you'll ask the question, well, who are these people, Lord? Well, they're the people that have come to Christ as a result of your giving to this ministry. They heard a word. They t- they were touched by what they, they heard on this broadcast, and, and God moved on their lives in a, in a mighty and powerful way. So that by your giving and that your prayers, you're touching lives for time and eternity. It is so important that you remain faithful in your prayers for this ministry and that you remain faithful in giving. There's two ways to donate. One, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553 Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith. Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Simply go onto your computer, your laptop, your tablet, your smartphone, and go to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the Donate button. It's that simple, and you will be a blessing for everyone for time and eternity. So we want to encourage you, if you've been a long-time listener, or maybe this is your first time listening, as God moves upon your heart, consider partnering with us here through prayer and partnering with us here through your financial giving at Contending for the Faith. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary. Appreciate the announcements. And uh what we're going to do right now is get to uh, our callers so we can use our time wisely. I think we have, who, CC first? Yes, we do. <clears throat> how are you doing, CC? Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, we're truly blessed, and uh, we trust that you got blessed tonight by the Word. Yes, I did. I just, I did. Uh, it was really, it was really um, great, and I appreciate it. Amen. Amen. That's always a good thing. Um, what's on your heart tonight? So what's on my heart, I want to ask you two questions. Uh, the first one is uh, biblical. Another one can be, too, is, is more on a practical level as well. But the first one I want to ask you is um, it's in Philippians chapter 4, I think, 11 and 12. But the, but the problem is I have two different Bibles, and my other Bible that I brought, the page is ripped out. But the caller, I mean, when I called in, um, the brother who answered, uh, he took the, he, he actually found 
the verse. So I can't read it from my Bible because it's ripped out, but it's something I've been meditating on this passage for a couple of couple of weeks now. It's really been strong on my heart. I just wanted to if you can give me some more insight on it. <clears throat> yes, uh, this is a tremendous uh, scripture here, Philippians 4 and verses 11 and 12. So you don't have a Bible to read the passages? Yeah, this, this Bible looks like it's got chewed up by a dog or something. I didn't, know, I didn't realize the pages was ripped out of this one, because I have two different Bibles. My other Bible is in, my, in the other car, my, and that car is not here with me. Oh, okay. Very good. Do you have the passages, Gary? Mm-hmm. Why don't you read it uh, there, and then I'll comment on it. All right. Philippians 4 and 11 and 12. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary. Is that that the verse you had in mind, Cece? Yes, I've been meditating on that for like a couple of weeks, and so I really I wanted to get some insight on that because I don't I don't have much history. I mean, from what I read, but I haven't really heard that broken broken down before. Well, it's interesting. This uh, question, this passage you have here, fits right into the teaching that I've been doing and discontentment and how contentment gives that a black eye. So uh, that's nothing but the Holy Spirit uh, orchestrating all of this uh, in terms of your question and a passage. What I want everybody to understand, including yourself, that uh, this particular passage here gives uh, the word faith teachers and prosperity teachers a black eye because uh, they teach that uh, if you suffer, it's because of sin, and if you are poor, it's because of sin in your life. Well, the Apostle Paul gives all of that a black eye in these passages of Scripture uh, because what he's saying in essence is that we are to learn to be content whether we have or whether we don't have. And that's a very important thing for us to understand in the light of uh, the Word of God. And the Apostle Paul, there were times when he uh, had plenty, and there were times when he was shipwrecked and he had nothing, and he was beaten at Lystra as dead, put into the Roman prison, and uh, he was many times uh, hungry, thirsty, and uh, he went without. But he's teaching the church here of Philippi that, no matter what you go through, whether you have, whether you don't have, whether you're base or you're bound uh, to learn in everything to be content. Now, he says here in verse 11, whatsoever state I am in. Now, that's key word, whatsoever state I am in. So whether I'm rich or whether I'm poor or whether I'm in the middle, where I, whether I have um, the upper class, the middle class, or the lower class, or I have no class at all. He's saying, whatever state I am in, to learn to be content. Now, this is something that I always say that gives a black eye to word faith teachers who always preach this stuff on TV, on the, sometime on the radio. You got to have these riches. You got to have this and that, you know, in order to be in the will of God, in order to prosper and be uh, in the uh, alignment with God's will, uh, you know. And so 
this gives it a black eye right here because he says whatever state I am in to be content. And what Paul is saying here is defining this as whatever circumstances I'm in to learn to be content. Now, the Greek word here uh, in terms of content means to be uh, self-sufficient in Christ uh, or satisfied in Christ. And it's kind of carries with it uh, that the grace of God, like Second Corinthians 12, the grace of God is sufficient in my weakness. So God's grace, he gives us grace to, to sustain no matter what we go through, whether we have a lot or we don't have anything, God's grace is sufficient for us in our weakness. And so this word content carries with it self-sufficiency in Christ and to be satisfied in Christ whether we have or we don't have. And so you can also parallel this to Second Corinthians 9 and 8. And then uh, and Jesus uh, came uh, that uh, we who are poor might be rich. Now, he didn't uh, mean that you're going to have riches, but he means that in Christ there is riches in him. So a lot of times word faith teachers take that to say, you see, that's what Paul was saying, that if you're in Christ, you're going to be rich. No, that's not what it means, that we're going to be rich in him because of who he is, whether we have or we don't have. So um, this is um, very important scripture here, and hopefully that's uh, shed some good light uh, for you, uh, and hopefully that's um, giving you some insight there. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thanks a million, because I've been reading that for the past couple of weeks. You know, I've been in that passage, you know, I've just been strong on my heart. So I, 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 I want to ask you, because you know you're an expert in these things, well experienced and led by the Spirit. I know you would give us, you know, a lot of insight on it. So now when I read that passage, I can get a lot more meat out of it. Yeah, and I want to just add one more thing. You know, the, one, two of the big word faith teachers is interesting. One of them is Fred Price, and the other one is Creflo Dollar, and there are many others uh, but it's interesting, Fred Price, last name, name is Price, and then Preflo Dollar, Dollar and Price. Watch out for Price and Dollar. It gets you in a lot wow. of trouble. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Amen. All right. What's your next question? The second question I want to ask you is um, I want you to, to uh, get your view uh, in terms of this election and this taking place of who do you think, it would be the, the best candidate in, in terms of, you know, our country being ran? Well, that that's a good question, and uh, I by no means am on the air to uh, persuade people to vote uh, the way I vote, um, but I just want to say as a theologian that uh, I see that there have been problems on both sides uh, of the fence of uh you know, Trump and Hillary Clinton. Uh, But I personally, for myself, see that um, Trump is the uh, lesser evil because uh, his views uh, line up more with uh, the Christian views uh, in terms of the issues of, uh, you know, when we talk about the issues of abortion, we're talking about the issue of uh, dealing with the gay issues, we're talking about uh, the borders, we're talking about uh, the military, we're talking about so many other issues uh, that face us today. Uh, 
in terms of this, and um, I, I I see that uh, he is the lesser evil, even though he has his issues and problems too. Uh, so it's a it's a tough decision for a lot of people. But you got to look at you got to line up all of the biblical positions and line it up to where their views are at, and see which ones are uh, line up uh, more with the biblical position and. Uh, Hillary Clinton is strongly in support of uh, uh, abortion, and uh, she's uh, strongly in support of uh, gay marriages. And uh, even when it comes to uh, the Supreme Court justices, you know, is uh, the tomorrow and uh, I would say November the 8th is going to determine who uh, is going to be put with the Supreme Court justice. And if... uh, uh, Hillary Clinton is uh, voted in. Uh, she's going to put a whole lot of liberal judges in there that's going to go against the grain of everything that we stand for in terms of Christian values. We've already seen this regarding gay marriages today. So that's that's kind of like my perspective of it. Um, thank you for thank you for um, your perspective because that's um, what I actually was thinking to myself that he would be the best candidate in terms of you know. And, in light of, you know, the history and beliefs and things. And, you know, so I appreciate that you shed some light on that. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, let's uh, get to your prayer requests, and we'll go from there. What's on your heart tonight in terms of your prayer requests? If you could just pray for my family again, you know, my mother, my father, Rosalinda, and all of my family, you know, that God protect them, and, you know, that he, that he be merciful to, to save them before they leave the earth. And also, um, if you guys can just um, continue, I always I always name a lot of like a few celebrities, but I think they all need they all need uh, prayer, you know. But there's one that looks up uh, Michael. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name. His name is Michael Jai J White. I think J White. He's in the martial arts. He's known. He's a black actor. I want to pray for him, and then continue to pray for uh, Morris Chestnut. And then this for me is I just you just pray for me. I have a, like a this pressure. It's around my head. I just want to pray that you know, the Lord will release it so I can just have some peace and He will give me wisdom and direction. And the last one is um, in class. Uh, I'm, be- I'm really behind with my teacher, so um, I have some presentations to do, and I'm really, really behind a couple of chapters, and I'm not really good good with computers, so I need God to give me some favor where He can probably help me, you know, send somebody who can help me with the computers, you know, one of the students or something, because if I, I need to pass this class. Okay, sounds good. Well, let's go before the Lord in prayer. We're going to ask Brother Gary to lead us in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you tonight for Brother Cece and his consistency, Lord God. We just pray that you continue to bless him, strengthen him, and encourage him. We lift up his family, his mother and his father, and, and the rest of his relatives. We keep them safe. We pray also, Lord God, for this pressure that he's seems to chronically have, Lord God. You are the great physician, and you never lost a case. And so, Lord God, we just lift him up to you in this way. We also pray, Lord God, for this class, that you would help him, Lord God, that you bring people into his life that that have the skill set, Lord God, with computers and that can be a, a help to him, Lord God, so he can continue to move forward with his studies and that he could pass the class he needs to. We also pray for these uh, celebrities such as Morris Chestnut and Michael Jai White, Lord God, and others that you, Lord God, have blessed to be in the limelight, to be in the forefront, to be in uh, the eye of the culture, and that you've given them a platform. And we pray, Lord God, that 
because they have this platform, you would, Lord, just touch their lives, that, Lord God, they would be, be saved and begin to, to speak about the power and the, and the truth of who you are and what your word says. We just thank you, praise you, and give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Cece, for your call. Thank you, too. You guys can keep me, on, keep me on the air, too, on the phone, because I'm not in my car. So. All righty. Well, we appreciate that. And uh, we turn it over to Brother Gary. All right. We hear the music. So it's time for us to take a break. Our phone lines are open, and we do want to hear from you. Uh, that number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. That's one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. We still have time in our broadcast to entertain your questions, your comments, and concerns. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Barry, a pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open, and we want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 5329 Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. We still have a little bit of time left, and the phone lines are really lit up tonight, Dr. Buckner. It looks like we're getting like a Christmas tree. It's almost Christmas here, too. <laughs> yeah. So right. <laughs> lit up like a Christmas tree. Yeah, so it's a hot night, particularly regarding the presidential race. But if you uh, have questions, give us a call. That number again is one eight 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 three six seven five three two nine. Once again, we want to thank everyone who's been praying for Contending for the Faith. And those of you over the f- past couple of weeks who have been giving, we really appreciate what God has laid on your heart to do. And so we just want to encourage the listening audience tonight, if you have been listening to Contending for the Faith for any length of time, consider partnering with us here through prayer and through your financial giving. There's two ways that you can support us. One, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Just get on your smartphone or your tablet or your laptop and go to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org and hit the donate button and you'll be a blessing for us and for those who listen to this broadcast for time and eternity. Dr. Buckner, you ready to get back to the phone callers? Let's do that, Brother Gary. All right, we're going to go to... uh, Jermaine in Richmond. How you doing, Jermaine? Oh, I'm doing very well. Well, that's good. Appreciate your call tonight, and we trust you got inspired by the Word tonight. Oh, absolutely. Always a blessing. Amen. Amen. And what's on your heart tonight, my brother? Well, you know, I, I think uh, the most pertinent thing to do will be to address the upcoming election. And I've been having a lot of conversations with people, uh, many Christian, many non-Christian, and it, it, the topic always comes up. It always gets back to, are you sinning by not voting for, you know, such and such? And uh, for me, it, it seems like the scripture is kind of silent on which party you should join. And I, I know the, that there are, there are certain concepts that, that each party embodies that you can say are Christian, but at the same time, you start seeing the stuff that comes out about people, and it's really hard to trust either one of the leading candidates uh but I was just wondering, is kind of the lesser two evils. I never fully got that argument, and I've seen pastors, 
and and people behind the pulpit go on both sides and they make convincing cases but it also seems like when they say that they want you to vote for their candidate and um you know it's just for me it's kind of hard because morality at times is subjective even among christians i i was in a room full of people who were watching animal planet and they were in tears over how dogs were treated but when abortion came up there wasn't a tear shed mm-hmm. and you know it, it just overseas they have dog eating like like festivals in certain countries but over here that would never fly because they say it's wrong but at the same time it's not wrong to swear your head off or or uh you know curse a while you don't like and i, I was just Wonder, and I believe I actually kind of agree with you politically. Don't know if I'm a vote for, but I I do agree he'd be the lesser of two evils. But at the same time, I know they used to be friends at one point, so it's kind of convoluted. I, I guess I just want a little bit of clarity from you guys tonight. Yeah, well, mostly all the politicians, in one way or another, are friends, and uh, you know they have their uh, connections. They because this is such a political world of involvement that they are going to intertwine with one another and stuff like that. And and what I always say, even though it is true that the facts of Scripture is uh, is somewhat uh, silent, I think that we got to look at the issues today uh, on where the candidates stand. And, and this is one of the reasons why I say that uh, conscience-wise, um, I look at Trump being the lesser evil because of some of the things I've already brought out. Uh, I can't, um, by any means necessary, um, support the gay issue, uh, nor the abortion issue, nor the border issue, because uh, I do believe that we need to uh, put a, um, a control on that because there are terrorists coming over here. It doesn't mean that uh, people can't come over here, but it means that we should really be uh, have a checkpoint because it, just allowing anybody over here uh, is bringing terrorism. And we see that most of the terrorists that has committed terrorism has come over here with no checkpoint. And so Hillary is saying don't have a checkpoint just in the sense of just allowing them to come over. So and then, the, you know, you're dealing with this whole issue of the bathroom issue. Uh, you know, uh, men and women going in there, and Hillary's a big fan of that. So when I say the lesser evil, uh, I'm saying that both of these candidates have problems. And uh, I wish uh, uh, it was somebody else uh, that was uh, there in the place of both of them, really. But we have to make a choice between the two. And I would say that, uh, in my opinion, and people got to come up with their own decision, but in my opinion, when I look at all of the issues from a biblical perspective, uh, I see that uh, Trump is the lesser evil, even though he has his issues too. And uh, once a person is in office and we don't vote at all, and then uh, havoc is reaped upon us, a lot of us who didn't vote going to wish we had to vote it because we're going to see that the greater evil is uh, penetrating our society on a greater level, and it's going to infiltrate uh, everything in our society, even in our churches, too. Uh, and uh, Hillary either even wants to have a checkpoint on um, uh, pastors speaking uh 
on biblical issues such as this, uh, Trump has not stated anything on that level, but she wants to kind of shut down people that are even speaking on issues like this on public radio. So, uh, you know, to me, if you're going to not do any voting at all, you're going to let the greater evil in. And in the long run, a lot of people are going to regret it. And that's the thing that we don't want to happen conscious wise. And, uh, you know, I, I do have to applaud you for uh, publicly stating what your position is. I, I wasn't ever going to ask you, but, uh, you know, the fact that you did bring it up, I applaud you for that. So thank you. Well, thank you so much for your call and uh, that sort of thing. And that means that people are going to vote the way they want to vote. And I'm not trying to persuade people to go my way, uh, but uh, they have the choice to do what they're going to do. Uh, but for me personally, uh, this is what uh, I'm going to do. All right. And uh, if I have any time, uh, I actually wanted to just kind of have a prayer for this upcoming election in the country because I know tensions are high everywhere. Amen. That's a good prayer request, Brother Gary. Mm-hmm. So, Lord, we know, Lord God, that you are in control of all things. You put one up and you Pull another one down, Lord God. And in the long run, Lord God, it's going to be your will that's done on planet Earth, Lord God. So we just pray again, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done. What what goes on here uh, in this country or in this world, Lord God, we know that you're in control. So we pray that you would, you would bring the right candidates, that you would bring people into office that would lead by following your lead, Lord God. And so we just pray right now, Lord God, that your will be done and that tensions, Lord God, would subside, that people would learn to uh, respect each other and their positions. And Lord God, let peace reign in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Jermaine, for your call and your question. All right. Thank you, fellas. God bless you. All right. God, God bless, bless you as well. All right. Let's go to uh, Sally and Marin. Sally, how are you doing? I am bursting with all kinds of stuff. But You're I bursting, think, okay? Yeah, <laughs> I, well, you know, I've never, I've, I've been voting for president since 1952, and I've only been enthusiastic about one, and maybe pretty okay about three. And the last eight years have been absolutely miserable. I could never vote for Mr. Obama, um, and you can say I'm white, but. That has nothing to do with it. It has to do with the upbringing and just the, the contentions that he has uh, he has brought about. Uh, and so I want people to think about the fact: give give us a chance. We're not enthusiastic about um, Mr. Donald, but he has spent an awful lot of money and given a lot of people a chance to vent their feelings about the problems that we all have. And I really um, think we need to pray for him, and maybe his soul will be the Lord's by the time he gets into office. And I just want to pray for Mr. Pence also, because there's it seems to be that he is a true Christian, and um, he has a big burden to deal with... Uh, that very uh, charismatic Dr. Um, Donald Trump. Um, it's just we've got to we've got to pray about this. And I have no problem with voting every every time a vote comes up. I've only missed one primary all this time, and I just wish people would 
pray about it and read Corinthians and Romans at the end of both books. They're very helpful to give us the courage to speak up. I I wore a pin that has Doc Donald and Mr. Pence on it, and nobody has said a word. But, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, you're absolutely, uh, I appreciate your, your approach on this, uh, Sally, and it's a godly perspective, and I agree with you with Pence. Uh, I, I really do believe that this man is truly a solid man of God, and he, during the debates, you can see that, and I know that if Trump is, is in office, that Pence will have a great influence upon him uh, from a godly standpoint. So um, that's a that's another uh, crucial point that you're raising right there, and it's worth uh, weighing and looking at as well. So uh, thank you for that. Bye-bye. Okay, God bless you, and thank you for your call. Well, maybe we have enough time to squeeze in uh, uh, Sandra. Sandra, are you there? Sandra? Yeah. All right, we're about to lose you now. You have to speak up, so we're going to... We only got a few minutes, so we need to okay. hear what's on your heart and speak up because we can hardly hear you. I know. Well, I'm doing good. Uh-huh. Were you asleep? No. Okay. Okay. Sounds like you just woke up. But no. uh, what's what's on that your heart? Because uh, we, we, our time is really short. What's on your heart? That I like to give the Lord Jesus Christ a praise report that I got to spend time with my family and I, though. Okay, so your praise report is what now? That I got to spend time last week in Idaho for a whole week. Okay, well, that's that is a good good praise report. If you had a good time and you were with your family, that's a good thing to hear. Thank you for calling in and sharing that with us. That's okay. And you get some rest. Look like sound like you're very tired. So you get some I rest. Earlier, I had a seizure. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, that explains that. And we should pray for you mm-hmm. around that. And before we go, Gary, why don't you lift yes, her up? Yes, Lord, we just lift up Sandra right now. We thank you that she has a praise report that she had a great time with her family, and we also pray right now for her health. Lord God, that you would touch her body from the crown of her head to the bottom of her soul and bring healing, life, restoration, and wholeness, especially from these seizures, Lord God. Bless her, strengthen her, and encourage her. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sandra. And we'll keep you in our prayers and uh, keep in contact with us, okay? I will. I'll call you all next week. All righty. God bless. God bless you. All right, all Brother right. Gary. Uh, all yeah, right. we, this is not. We always let people try to let people know this is not a political for, uh, format. Uh, we are dealing with theological issues, but when the issue comes up, we do least try to let people know that mm-hmm. uh, where we particularly uh, stand, particularly stand, and uh, we want to let people know that uh, this is an area that is is uh, really sensitive to a lot of people. But we want to let people know that. Uh, let the Lord lead you, but let him lead you in a godly way as far as what the Bible teaches, and you can't go wrong. Brother All Gary. right. Well, 
Thank you for that. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. We'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, and Elias, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us. So please drop us a note. Let us know how the program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. If you... uh, are interested in receiving a copy of tonight's program or any of our broadcasts, uh, you can give us a call at area code 415-721-1778. We can make that happen. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.